speaking of scars, I am rather pretentiously wearing one indoors in the middle of a warm day in Kentucky. To me, this book is in many ways even more personal than my last book, which was a memoir. To have Vince Scully read play-by-play that I wrote, that would be a kick. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet businessman and diplomat Matthew Barzin, co-host of Pod Save the World, Ben Rhodes, and reporter and MLB analyst Andy Martino. Step into the recording booth and find out why it was important to each of them to write their books, as well as narrate them. Enjoy. Hi, this is Matthew Barzin, author of The Power of Giving Away Power, How the Best Leaders Learn to Let Go. I wrote this book because I've been lucky in my career to have been exposed to a few special people who share a particular way of looking and thinking about themselves and the world around them. It's fundamentally different from the way the rest of us see the world. And it's a perspective I think that we need right now for our companies, communities, and for our whole country. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that one word would be humbling. Not just because this is hard and it was my first time doing it, but also because of my compulsion, I'm sure I'm not alone, to want to reword and rearrange sentences and having to resist interfering with it. It's a bit like letting your kid go play in the snow without that extra scarf. Speaking of scars, I'm rather pretentiously wearing one indoors in the middle of a warm day in Kentucky. But now that I'm audio reading talent, I felt I should take care of my vocal cords. I realized I had trouble pronouncing, well, there are a bunch of Latin phrases I'm not going to repeat here. I certainly didn't do those in a way that Latin teachers would be proud of. But I realized I had trouble pronouncing Achuar, the name of the indigenous people who live in the Amazon, from a story about Lynn Twist. I'm proud that I was able to share these stories. It's a leadership book about a particular mindset. But instead of doing a lot of how-to explanation, I tried in the book to lean on stories, stories I heard from others, stories about others. And in reading the book aloud, I felt really good about that decision. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Mary Parker Follett, the lost guru of Peter Drucker. I have no idea what she sounded like. Born 1868, died 1933. But she understood these concepts better than anyone. The last audiobook that I listened to and that I loved, and that's slightly misleading because it makes it sound like it's in the past tense, but I'm currently listening to and loving Barack Obama's A Promised Land. I'm sure I'm not alone in this one. I'm going slowly. It's a long book. I just love the pattern and tone of his voice. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the in-between places. So for me, that's often the car or on my phone, a perfect travel companion, and I think good medicine for stress and boredom both. And now, please listen to a clip from my audiobook. We think we must hoard power before someone else takes it and that we must lord it over others. We've come not only to value the consolidation and preservation of power as the best kind of leadership, we've come to believe it's the only kind, that it is leadership. How crazy. 
All we have to do is look around to see that there are different kinds of leaders who've adopted a very different mindset about uncertainty. They don't try to ignore it, avoid it, or factor it out. They factor it in, radically. They do this not by hoarding and lording power, but by doing the opposite, by giving it away. In this way, they turn the anxiety of uncertainty into the energy that drives diverse groups of people to build unbelievably big things together. Hi, this is Ben Rhodes, author of After the Fall, Being American in the World We've Made. I wrote my book because I wanted to understand what was happening in the world. It was after the end of the Obama presidency, and everywhere I went around the world, I sensed this feeling that we were moving in the wrong direction and that history was moving towards a kind of right-wing nationalist authoritarianism. And interestingly, everywhere I went, I also saw how America had helped create that reality in other countries, even as America itself was being shaped by it. And so for me, it was really a process of discovery about what's happened the last few decades, where we're headed, and what we might do to have things turn out differently. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be cathartic. You know, I wrote this book largely in lockdown after a couple of years of travel and reporting and meeting people. I wrote it in a storage attic above my, my two kids doing Zoom school and recorded this just as we're beginning to come out of the pandemic. And I've gotten one of my two doses of vaccine. And revisiting this really intense period of history and really intense period in my own life, while also recognizing that all the questions in this book remain unresolved, it was a very cathartic experience to read that out loud and remember the experience of writing it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a couple of words that I use in writing and not in conversation. Cacophony, beatific, just to name two. You, you realize when you read those words that, you know, you don't slip into conversation, but you do in the written word. Well, I'm proud that I was able to make this personal for readers. To me, this book is in many ways even more personal than my last book, which was a memoir. And I'm excited that listeners will hear through me the voices of these extraordinary people I met around the world, you know, from Alexei Navalny, who's currently imprisoned, obviously, in Russia, to Hong Kong protesters. I'm really glad that I could bring their voices to life through my own. So if I wasn't going to record my audiobook and anybody could, I would cast Robert Redford because who wouldn't want to be played by Robert Redford? But also because I'll never forget the voiceover he did to the beginning of the film version of A River Runs Through It. It just made me think that that guy can read a book like nobody's business. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Pigeon Tunnel by John le Carré. I listened to a bunch of le Carré audiobooks <laughs> over the pandemic. But this one, he narrated himself. And what I loved about it was how personal and engaging. It was like he was just sharing memories and experiences from his own life over a conversation. And so it made me really feel like I knew this guy by the end of listening to the book, more so than I would have felt like I knew him if I'd read it on the printed page. So I love listening to audiobooks while I run. I go on longer runs. And, you know, I was struck as I started to listen to audiobooks instead of music 
that you can just lose yourself in the text of the book while you're running. And so I worked through a lot of books that way, particularly in lockdown. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. From the moment I was deposited back into civilian life, after the Trump inauguration, I felt compelled to get away from what was happening in America. To emerge bleary-eyed from some international flight, change currency in the baggage claim, and walk into blinding sunlight and the cacophony of voices speaking another language along the curbside. Men, smoking in soccer jerseys, clustered around a metal pole, was to be reminded that life went on, despite the sense of hostage-taking that afflicted my homeland. It was a form of self-imposed exile. And yet, in each locale, there was the discovery that the same thing was happening everywhere. Hi, this is Andy Martino, author of Cheated. I wrote my book because it had been a lifelong dream to write a book. I've been looking for the right story for many years, and finally, organically, and covering this sign-stealing era and the Astros scandal, I saw a story that deserved a book, a story that I had the sourcing to tell and a story that I felt, frankly, should be told, and I felt the responsibility to record it for history soon after it happened so we could know for many years going forward exactly what happened or as close to exactly what happened as I could get in my reporting. I thought that was important. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be privileged. I mean, it was fun. It was exhausting on my voice and draining to perform the whole book. I truly did try to hold it in mind, and I think successfully was able to hold it in mind that it was a privilege to be here fulfilling that dream, not only of writing a book, but of going through the whole process. Same thing for promoting the book and editing the book. Recording the audiobook was just part of a whole process that I'd been wanting to have the chance to do for quite a few years, so it was a privilege to be able to actually go through with it. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing cities in Latin America, and particularly Puerto Rico. There's a few of those in the book, and also just making sure I was putting the correct pronunciation on accented names that were Latin American ballplayers, managers. This is something that you want to be respectful without trying to force it. And that's the one thing I kind of had to practice at home a little bit was just making sure my Spanish pronunciations were acceptable. I'm not sure if it came out that way, but that was one thing I was mindful of. I'm proud that I was able to get through a reading of the entire book over three days without completely destroying my voice and that I was able to have any voice left at the end of it. It was a push at the end to muster a clear voice, but I'm proud I was able to just do that physically, to meet that actual physical challenge. And I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear me telling the story because I really tried to write it in a voice that was conversational. I tried to emphasize storytelling and communication really over any kind of fancy writing style. So being able to read that aloud in my own voice is really just in line with the voice I tried to capture on the page. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast... I'll say that the knee-jerk answer to this is Tom Hanks just because he's so universally likable in a divided country that people might like my book more if Tom Hanks were reading it, but I'm going to try to be more creative than that. thought about it a little harder and said Vin Scully, who is the most iconic baseball voice. So to have Scully reading, the whole story would be cool, and particularly the sections that have play-by-play in them, 
to have Scully read play-by-play play that I wrote, that would be a kick. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Harry Potter 3. I'm not a huge audiobook listener because I have trouble focusing sometimes when my eyes aren't on the page. But what I like about the audiobook experience is how it can be social or communal, where reading silently certainly isn't. So I listened to the Harry Potter 3 with my wife and son on a cross-country road trip, and it is part of the memory of a great time that I had with my family. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is the car with my family on the road. It passes the hours, and you feel good about yourself that you're not putting an iPad in front of your kid and just letting him stream Netflix or something. He's listening to a book. He's enriching himself. So that's the place for me. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. In the winter following the 1899 season, a lifelong reprobate and current Philadelphia Phillies utility man named Pierce Childs, whose nicknames included Petey and What's the Use, spent a day at the racetrack in New Orleans. When Childs looked through a pair of field glasses to better see the horses, he noticed something else just past the track. A high school baseball game and a clear view of the catcher's hands and signs. Childs had an idea. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.